I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You just need a break. We're all feeling it this year. I've lost my influence. You're an icon. People love you. I'm a silly fat man in a red suit. I mean, you think it's cute, but this is what people actually think of me. Christmas is a farce. I am a joke. There hasn't been any real spirit of the season anymore. Not for years. Baby, I need some action tonight. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Action Returns. This is episode 21. Of course, I'm your host, Brian. And with me, as always, you know him, you love him, my brother Nez. What's up, man? Yo, man, what's happening up there? Everything down here is, it's, it's getting there. So, but how's it up there? Yeah, same, nothing's changed. Just add snow to all the current problems. It's, it's been snowing for like two days and it needs to stop. It really does. Are these like inches or feet? inches about to turn into feet Ooh, uh, it snowed here but it all melted quick um, there's snow up in the mountains uh, everybody's uh, hitting the slopes um, I'm not gonna but uh, yeah they're going <laughs> up there <laughs> so but uh, to each his own just be safe uh, if you guys are gonna go up on the mountains and uh, slide down but uh, uh, I think I'm gonna hopefully next season uh so, but for now, I'm good. I'll stay down. Uh, I'll stay down in the valley. But um, it's just cold here. Yeah, gotta make a fire every day. Oh, that sounds nice. Don't have a fireplace, but definitely would have one. So, uh, before we get into the movie, you watch anything? Uh, anything good lately? Uh. Just jujitsu. <laughs> um, uh, I checked out uh, Saved by the Bell, the new Saved by the Bell that's on uh, Peacock. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm halfway through it. It only gave me one episode. Uh, I thought it, all of it was going to be on there, but uh, I'm, are you paying for it? Yeah, because the, the wife... There was some shows on there that she wanted to watch that you had to get the premium, so I was just like, why not? You know, I, I wanted to check out Saved by the Bell because uh, that that was a show when I watched when I was younger. So I'll pay for it at least for the month. Yeah, I mean, the, I only got to see the first episode, but what I saw, I mean, it was good. I was shocked because that other take on Saved by the Bell they tried was just garbage. Um, my what I want to wonder um is uh. Zach, um, whatever the hell his name is, is he going to still uh, be in it? Because he's on um, Mixed-ish, and uh, I didn't know if he was just doing this on his off time or what, because uh, in Mixed-ish, he's got long hair, and it, it's really his hair. So this, this hmm. it looked like they cut it and blonde him up, unless they just put a wig or something on him, but uh, I don't know, but... 
the episode I saw, well, it was the only episode, the the, the pilot episode. I thought it was good. Um, it was yeah. it was funny. Uh, it kept my attention. Uh, I liked what they're doing now. It's not just uh, the kids of Bayside. They brought um, the hood to Bayside, <laughs> and I thought that was cool. So uh, I was like, damn, I want to see the rest, but uh, I'm going to search other means, and then uh, we'll see yeah. uh, how. But uh, what I saw, <laughs> I liked. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. it it's it's kind of strange because it's like the kids that already went to Bayside. I kind of compared it to, I was talking to my, explaining the Saved by the Bell to my daughter and the way the show is now, it's like the kids that are already at Bayside. It's kind of like that movie um, when they did the Brady Bunch movie, how they were in that time frame in that show. And it's like the kids on in Bayside are like used to this lifestyle you know, being, you know, rich. And then when the other kids get bust in, it's like the real world is clashing with the, with the TV Bayside version. And I, 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 I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. And I saw your post. I am full agreeance with you. I used to be team Kelly, but Jesse has aged quite well. And I think I'm switching teams. Yeah. Um, Kelly, uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen or whatever her name is, she's still beautiful, but uh, I don't know, man. I guess Showgirls must have did something to her because, man, <laughs> Jesse looked uh, – Dr. Jesse Spano, she's hot now. Um, she's aged, yes, uh, as well as Zach mm-hmm. and Kelly, but uh, Alfred Clifford, uh, A.C. Slater – he looks exactly the same. <laughs> Just, uh, he, he never ages. No, man. He must be a vampire. Oh, man. But uh, it was good. I like that it's uh, mainly him and Jesse now because uh, Jesse's the, um, was she one of the counselors? Yeah. And um, uh, AC uh, Slater is the, uh, I assume, the football coach, the gym coach. So I thought that was cool. The the, the part that made me laugh the most is when uh, Slater was talking to that black kid when he was trying to get him to, to join the football team. And he goes, well, he goes, yeah, he goes, well, he goes, you're Mexican, I'm black. And then AC went, man, thank you, man. He goes, they never bring that up. <laughs> and that made me think they never did ever mention that he was Mexican. <laughs> Unless I, I must have missed it, but I was like, no, oh. they, they didn't mention it until the college years. <laughs> so that made me laugh hell hard. So, but I mean, it, it's a half hour show. So, but uh, for what it was, it was actually pretty good. I mean, I, I, yeah. that, I only saw the one episode, but um, I liked it. Uh, I'll uh, definitely uh, check out the rest of it. Just yeah. Search for it, but uh, I'll find it. Uh, I know you probably, since you're just getting off work now, you probably haven't seen NXT or AEW. No, but, I haven't. Uh, it's all recorded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I kind of got a little hyped in AEW. Uh, somebody debuted. Okay, don't tell me. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, really? Wow. And then NXT, I am hyped for war games this weekend. My girl's captain of her own team, Shotzi. Ooh. She got her a nice little, nice little squad together. So definitely uh, looking forward to war games. 
She gonna be wearing a helmet. Yep, she got her helmet and uh, the little the little promos they've been releasing. She putting her tank back together. Right on. Uh, speaking of her, she's uh, straight out of Oaktown, and um, I was talking to my brother uh, the last time I was down there, and one of his friends knows her. Uh, she was uh, they have um, down in the Bay Area in Oakland. Uh, mm-hmm. They have Hood Slam. Uh, it's their uh, their indie wrestling thing. And uh, she was big in that. And because uh, nice. I think she lived in Alameda, I think. Um, uh, my brother's friend work, works out in some gym and she was always in there. So he got to talking to her and then started going to her wrestling and all that. My brother met her a couple of times, too, because he wanted he wanted to know if I heard of her. I said, yeah, man, she's heck of big on NXT now. And he was like, oh, and then he told me the whole story. So I was like, all right, cool. I guess she is from the Bay Area. But well. Now I am jealous because I want to know her. I know. I was like, shit, I only been to Hood Slam once. And um it was it was crazy. <laughs> it was um it was Hood Slam, but it was the um the the woman's hood slam event. Uh-huh. So it was just all all uh, women's matches that night. I only went because uh the uh, was one native wrestler wrestler Desi Dorada, uh, she's from oh, Vegas. Yeah. she's from Vegas. She was down there. I met her when they were wrestling in Albuquerque at Indigenous Comic Con, so I kind of got to know her. Uh, that was the only reason I went because she was there. And man, uh, it was crazy. Other than the matches were awesome. I just love going to those little indie house shows. I mean, every, it's all standing room only. No one's sitting down. There's no chairs in there. It's just the ring against the stage, and everyone's around it. But the 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 wildness that goes on in between the matches. The guy comes out, hypes everyone up. He's throwing things out, and he comes out with a big old bottle of uh, vodka, I guess. And he's just going around the ring. Everyone's got their mouths open, and he's just dumping it. <laughs> I was like, whoa! It was. It's twenty one and over. No kids are in there. Their motto is "Leave your fucking kids at home." So, <laughs> great motto. It was crazy. I was like, oh, man, I should have went to more. I only went to that one. But now now all this shit is happening. I was like, fuck, man. I might definitely, hopefully when this is all over with, they they start that back up because I definitely want to go again. It was awesome. It was just a good time. Everyone was in there just partying. Everybody was lighting up because they didn't care. Uh, They don't care in Oaktown. So, but it was just like huge clouds of smoke. You weren't even supposed to smoke in there, but everyone was. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was crazy. I uh, definitely want to go to that again. But nice, um, uh, yeah. Everybody definitely when when it's safe to uh, support your uh, support these indie promotions. Yep. Um, uh, Brian and I did uh, for the East Society our anchor edition shows. We did uh, we covered a quick little episode on the uh, Tyson fight. Um, I got to see that. Uh, was there only that one match before? No, there was a couple of other ones, but I was uh, was interested in the main event and the co-main event. Okay. Who were those two guys? It was a white guy and a black Jake, guy. Jake Paul is a known YouTuber. Him and his brother, they both are, got millions of subscribers. They'd be doing crazy shit. And uh, he and his brother started boxing. And um, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of theirs personally, but... As as a fight fan, I, I see that they actually 
train and take it seriously. Uh, Nate Robinson is a former NBA player, a former slam dunk champion. And um, yeah, I think uh, this was basically it was a celebrity boxing. It was, I don't, I don't think, well, definitely after this match, I don't think Nate has a future in boxing, but uh, yeah. um, Damn, Nate, I was pulling for you. Damn. I didn't know who these guys were, so uh, I did have to look up uh, the, that white kid. And um, hey, I mean, I get on the mic when I can, and I ain't the greatest, but uh, I did not like uh, what I was hearing uh, with with his rapping stuff. But um, man, he clocked that fool. It only went two rounds, and uh, he dropped him a couple times. And that last one, what was the black gentleman's name? Nate Robinson. When he got clocked that last time, dude, he like slid in the home home plate on his face. If you guys haven't yes. seen the fight, you can go to YouTube or wherever. It's everywhere now. Man. Well, he's officially a, he's officially a meme now. So <laughs> he better just like hide somewhere for a couple of years until uh it cools down, but uh, once it hits the internet, man, the, the internet is forever. So you either just hide or embrace it, and just all right, whatever. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Oh man, I felt sorry for him, man, because he he just dropped, man. He looked like Apollo Creed laying there, man. <laughs> he he was dead. Oh, I yeah, felt he, I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't want to be in there. I, out that that first knockdown in in round one that that was a shot to the back of the head so that that was a, an illegal blow but it just seemed like every time after that he was getting hit he was looking for a way out of there and it's bad when you get knocked out and then you just land face first not moving and like I said uh, since then he's officially become a meme I've seen plenty of them. 50 Cent had the best one since uh, he was uh, Nate was a former NBA player. He just uh, took the outline of his body laying there and replaced him with the the NBA logo. Oh, <laughs> damn! Uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of them and a bunch of videos with a lot of commentary over it. Uh, check out uh, Crime Faces on uh, Instagram. That guy is hilarious with his uh, commentaries, and he did one on that. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. I was dying. Do you follow Crime Faces? No, but I, I will definitely check them out now. And uh, these uh, these Paul brothers, they're, they're talking a little reckless, just a little bit. Uh, rumor is they're trying to, the older brother, they're trying to set up a celebrity one with him and Mayweather. And then this guy, Jake, uh, after the fight, he was calling out Connor, which that will never happen. Ah. Uh. Don't get uh don't let your head get too big, man. Because <laughs> these real fighters are coming there and they'll let you talk all your shit. And then when they get in the ring, they knock you out. Don't be crying. Uh, I know I wouldn't get in that ring with anybody. I mean, I, I've been in plenty of fights, but um, my fight career is over with. <laughs> so every now and then I got to come out of retirement, but uh, uh, I'm I'm fine if I uh, never fight again. But. <laughs> My younger yeah, years, my younger years, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a few left in me, but I got, I got daughters, so I'm saving them. 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta pick your fights. Not saying the fighting is good for you young listeners. Try to walk away from it, but um, sometimes uh, they follow you, and then you gotta drop them. But uh, hey, yep. again, pick your battles. Yep. Sometimes words don't work. Yep. All uh, right, let's get into this movie. Uh, 2020s action comedy Christmas adventure Batman there is a rising number of our youth making poor decisions you just lost the big son Batman what's the job I'd like you to kill Santa Claus this is what people actually think of I'm looking for the fat man you can't be serious I've come for your head you think you're the first Fat Man. Rated R. Uh, let's go with the Google synopsis. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into partnership with the United States military, making matters worse. Chris gets locked into a deadly battle against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Well, that just told the whole movie. Yeah, it did. <laughs> IMDb, a rowdy, unorthodox Santa Claus is fighting to save his declining business. Meanwhile, Billy, a neglected and precocious, they like to use this word, 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. This stars, of course, as Chris Kringle, Mel Gibson, the hitman is played by Walton Goggins and uh, Marianne Jean Baptiste, I believe, was Mrs. Claus. Let's see who else we got here. Uh, Chance Hersfield was the kid. Robert Boxdale, Eric Wolf, Susan Stutchy, Deborah Glover, and a bunch of other people. This was directed by a couple of guys. Um, I believe they're brothers, so forgive me. I'm going to try to pronounce their name. Isham Nelms and Ian Nelms. This is produced by Todd Courtney, Nadine DeBarrows, Brandon James, Michelle Lang, Robert Menzies, Lisa Wolofsky. That's a lot of people producing. Uh, Written by the Nelms brothers also. Uh, this just recently came out in November. So, Nez, what did you think of Fat Man? All right. I haven't seen Mel Gibson since, what, Expendables 3? Was that the last one he was in? I think it was the last one. Um, I uh, for, for me, it might have been get, get Him to the Gringo. I, did, I didn't see that one. I know he came out with a bunch of... Uh, Films uh, after that, yeah, Expendables three. Oh, Daddy's Home two. That was the last thing I seen him in, and mm. uh, that was it. He was funny in that. Um, Mel, to me, Gil, Mel Gibson, uh, he's a good actor. I mean, nothing to take away from that. Yes, in his personal life, he got a little wacky and uh, a little mean, but um he still can act he he's t- i thought he did uh, an awesome job in this film everybody in it was good and uh the little kid uh billy weenan uh chance hertzfield i hate that kid and um <laughs> walt goggins is badass uh in every role he takes um 
Mrs. Claus, uh, Ruth, where have I seen her? I, she looked familiar. I, I know I've seen her in something, but I, I can't remember. Well, RoboCop, the remake. Um, I don't remember her in that, but um, man, this she movie was the captain. She was what? The captain. In RoboCop? The remake? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, but man, this movie was fucking awesome. Uh, I loved it. I wasn't expecting much. I just thought it was going to be, um, I mean, I watched the trailer, but I didn't know too much about it. I really didn't, uh, get into it. I just thought it was going to be a, a shoot 'em up movie and, uh, just tied it in with a, a Christmas theme. But, uh, Started it, watched it, uh, didn't realize it was going to be a comedy as well. And uh, the, all the comedy in it was funny. Um, Mel Gibson just did, uh, I thought he did an amazing job uh, as Chris. And uh, again, Walt Goggins, he's badass in every role he takes. But man, I loved this movie. Um, this is definitely going to get uh, replayed every Christmas season uh, once it comes out uh, on Blu-ray. But <laughs> I, I loved it. it. It was awesome. I mean, I, I can't wait to watch this movie again. Um, it, it is playing in the theater uh, where I'm at, but um, I'm just not ready to go into the theaters yet. Um, I kind of wished I would have saw this on the big screen uh, because it was good. I loved what they did. The story was awesome. It, I never got bored. Um, I don't think it drug anywhere. I mean, it, it kept it. It's not very long. It's like an hour and forty minutes, but it 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 keeps your attention and it keeps the story going. It's a, a totally different uh, uh, Santa Claus that you got there. Not the lovable jolly old Saint Nick that we all know and love. Now this is something else. But he he's still Santa Claus. He's still Kris Kringle. Uh, and I love that. He doesn't look like uh, the big jolly fat man that we know. He just looks like an old rugged Mel Gibson. But man, this movie was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I thought everybody was great in it. Um, the action we get in it is good. Um, I like the whole setup with um, Chris Kringle. You know, he Santa Claus is real in this world. Everybody knows him. And I like how because kids are just fucking bad as fuck nowadays like his business is declining he's giving out coal he needs he needs to get a loan he needs to, to help get help from the government he doesn't want to um i like walton goggins as the assassin because he just kind of he kind of had a little little creepiness to him but at the same time i like the whole backstory of him uh not getting what he wanted because he he kind of had this vendetta against Santa Claus and and he was just he when he got this job he was just so excited because this you know this is what he's been waiting for to get revenge and the kid I agree with you fuck this kid he was horrible not his acting but just the kid in general little rich little shit and <laughs> man uh, I had fun with this and um yeah. I can't wait to uh, break this movie down. Um, the budget was twenty million, and the box office was uh, four hundred thirty-one thousand, or uh, and some change. Um, I don't know how many screens it was on. Again, we're in a pandemic, so 
I'm sure they'll make its money once it uh, makes its money back once it hits uh, the physical media or just I might you can rent it now so I assume uh, people are seeing it that way as well but um, man uh, just again this this every fucking <laughs> moment of this of this film I, I watched it on my phone so I, I wish I would have watched it uh, on my TV but oh man uh, it was awesome I mean w- what I loved uh, about it was it's a totally different um, holiday story I mean it, it it does take place um, in the beginnings in Christmas and then it's after Christmas when, when all hell breaks loose uh, up in um, North Peak it wasn't the North Pole uh, the town is called North Peak. Uh, well, they were in Alaska, weren't they? Uh, that's what it said, but I don't. I never heard of North Peak. I mean, it could exist, but I live in the city, so I don't. I don't know these smaller towns. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the plot. Chris Kringle lives with his wife Ruth, and runs his Christmas present shop on a farm near the town of North Peak, Alaska. With his income on the decline because too many children turning into vicious, uh, the United into vicious okay Uh, the United States government who maintains an interest share in Chris's business sends Captain Jacobs to propose a two month contract uh, for producing components for a new jet fighter for the US military Uh, liaison agents (laughs) override Christmas misgivings by virtually threatening to withhold the government's subsides but Ruth manages to restore his spirit alright that's the that's the plot of this film um yeah, I mean, I mean, this this has a lot of truth in it. I mean, dealing with with bad kids. Um, I'm not saying my kids were the greatest, but uh, they're they they at least listen to me and and they're living good their good lives right now. But uh, man, I mean, there is some badass kids out there. Even in my day, man, some of my friends were badass kids. Hey, I was bad too, but I uh, I knew my limits. I didn't want to get my ass beat by my mom more than I needed to. But, um, I mean, it was true, though, man. I mean, Santa Claus was just like, his business wasn't uh, what it was. I mean, like in Elf, everybody was just losing that Christmas spirit. I mean, the Christmas spirit was still there in this film, but it was just too many bad kids. So he was like, nobody, they they weren't doing, they weren't uh, producing what they could have because they weren't making that much, uh, that many toys for, for the kids. So... Uh, I loved uh, his workshop. It was just and the fantasy came in when his whole shop is run by elves. <laughs> I was um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I mean, the way the movie was going in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, it's just a uh, a guy and his wife, and <laughs> then he goes into the shop and there's all the elves, pointy ears and the little pointy shoes with the bells on yeah. it and everything. <laughs> I love the the when they're talking to the I don't know what he was a general or something but uh, a captain and they were given a, a explanation on why they live so long and work because of all the sugar and the the twenty minute naps they take. <laughs> I know because they, they there was a scene when they went in they were the elves was break time they were having lunch or dinner or whatever they were they were just cooking they had cookies and candy and pies and cakes. And they were just putting sugar on top of sugar and drinking like orange soda, and I was like, "Damn!" I mean, that made my teeth hurt. But yeah, that that captain was like, "You guys should have three uh, uh, well balanced meals because you're that's why you're all so small." I and mean, look at your skin color—you <laughs> guys need to get out and get some exercise. <laughs> 
but so I mean Santa Claus and his wife they were he was just a grumpy old man because uh, uh, of what was going on but yeah. he was like alright we're, we're trying to just uh, uh, make ends meet so we can have a Christmas next year so he goes out uh, Christmas Eve and, and he does his uh, what he does drops off presents and everything what I liked about uh, Mel Gibson's Chris Kringle is he was just how he looks. I don't think they needed to do much to him other than just put a... He didn't have the the regular Santa Claus suit. Yeah, he had a red coat on, but then he just had like a a winter cap on and he just had some jeans and some, some Sorrells and uh, he had a sleigh. I wish they would have showed that, but they, they didn't. Um, and then he just goes, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And this was a drinking Santa. He had a little flask with him. Uh, so mm-hmm. he he went and del- delivered presents. They didn't show any of this. Uh, Christmas morning, yeah, uh, yeah he com- cookies. <laughs> yeah, he comes back home, and uh, he's holding his side, and then he goes in the bathroom, and he, he when he pulls up his shirt, he's got like it's bleeding, like he like something happened to him. He dumps alcohol peroxide or whatever on it, and then he cleans himself up and goes lays down by his wife, and he's like, "Everything all right?" He goes, "Ah, yeah." Uh, whatever, whatever kids uh, got out their hunting rifles and took a few shots at me and uh, puts a couple holes in the sled and uh, one of them got me in the side. I was like, damn. <laughs> I wasn't expecting all that. Um, yeah, and and he says, because she was like, let me let me help you out. And he was like, no, let me let me heal the, the, the regular way. So in this version of Santa Claus, he he gets hurt. He can essentially like heal himself, like Wolverine. That's what I thought. Because later, um, when they show him after uh, he uh, he gets it on with his claws, they don't show it. Um, and he's got laying there with no shirt on, and he's got all these scars on him. They look, they're all healed up. And it looked like that side, uh, his uh, his his side healed up and everything, so he was all good. But uh, we're also we're introduced to. Uh, Billy Weenan, he's a uh, Chance Hertzfield, and his grandmother. What was her name? Um, remembers? I just called her uh, Grandma. <laughs> I think they just call. I think he called her Grandma, and I think everybody called her Mrs. Weenan. I don't know. Is she on here? I don't even see her. Doesn't, Doesn't seem know. like it. Yeah, she's not even in the credits. So if she is, we're, we're missing it. But anyway, he's living with he lives with his grandma. Uh, his dad is out uh, on business. I think he was in the Bahamas with his girlfriend. He said, but uh, this little kid, Weena, he's like obviously he's a spoiled little rich kid. Wears suits and ties when he goes to school. Uh, he entered a, uh, a the the science fair. And um, he was he's a spoiled little brat, first of all. He just always gets his way. He uh, does he doesn't get uh, best in show at the science fair. So he gets all uh, bent out of shape about that. And then what this little motherfucker does, he hires a hitman, <laughs> <laughs> a hitman to go after the girl that won the science yeah, fair. Not, not just a hitman, a hitman that he he uses uh you get the feeling he uses quite regularly because he tells the driver when he gets into the car to call our friend i have another job for him 
I was like, wait, what? Because uh, Walt Goggins, he's, he's, he's just a hitman for hire. Uh, he's la- he's labeled Skinny Man, but um, they said his name, but that was later on in the film. So uh, Walt Goggins kind of just loads up and then goes and captures this girl and uh, brings him home. Well, no, but before when we were introduced to Walt Goggins' character, he's on he's already on on an assignment. He's in someone's house and uh, his phone's blowing up and he kind of looks at it and sees who's calling then he just mm-hmm. you see this old couple laying in the bed and then he pulls his gun out with silencer on it and then y'all hear and then he's walking out of the house they don't show him shoot him but he kills these two people in the bed then he that's is when he gets the call uh from uh, i assume the the driver uh, billy's driver and then he finds out the the mission and what he's supposed to do to go pick up this girl that was funny. I mean, I thought I thought that was hilarious because when he goes to that girl's house, um, no, did he? He didn't go to. Her, did he went to her house, didn't he? Or did he? No, he kidnapped her. Because then he brought her. Yeah, he kidnapped her. He kidnapped her and brought her to to Billy's house, and then we had her in the basement, all tied up. And then Billy came down like he was gonna give her jolts uh, of electricity, but then they were just trying yeah. to scare. her basically saying that look you're gonna go to school and you're gonna say you cheated and I'm gonna get uh, the ribbon the, the the best in show ribbon and then so they go alright untie her take her home so when uh, skinny man takes her home and goes alright look uh, you need to just stick to what we told you to say and uh, if you don't uh, here's your phone basically I know where you live I'm gonna kill your parents I'm gonna kill your dog and all this <laughs> <laughs> yeah because he's like what's your dog's name and then she tells him he was like I'll fucking kill him too <laughs> yeah I was like whoa so I mean he doesn't do nothing there he's just alright here go in the house <laughs> so but uh, the next day or no that kid gets a phone call from school saying uh, that he won uh, so he's like oh, okay cool right on whatever uh, yeah he actually you know he gets a letter in the mail and then he get the, the ribbon they sent to him so uh, Christmas morning comes, or uh, yeah, it, Christmas morning comes. Billy runs downstairs to, to check his presents. He sees a big box and it says from Santa. He opens it up and then he's like, fuck. And he doesn't cuss, but he like gets all mad. He runs outside and screams and then throws uh, something down and it's a lump of coal. And uh, so he's just super pissed. He calls up uh, the skinny <laughs> man again. And gives them the assignment to hunt down Santa Claus and kill him. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, okay, I love where this story is going. But uh, yeah, which earlier we we see that he collects things that that are authentically made from Santa's workshop. Like he has a whole room of things that he buys from people. Like he just. He's obsessed with Santa Claus. That's what I didn't get. I mean, was there reasons? I mean, they, they didn't really explain why he was uh, collecting all that he, stuff. He was essentially buying stuff. He, I guess he blamed Santa Claus for, for him not having a great childhood. And when we get to that, that scene later on in the movie, uh, Santa Claus has an answer for him, but 
essentially I, I felt like he was buying his childhood back with all these toys. Yeah, because uh, we're talking about the skinny man, Walt Goggins character. Uh, he is sitting in a room and some guy comes in with a baseball bat. And then he's looking at it, he's examining it. And then at the, the bottom of the bat, um, by, by the handle, uh, there's a little plaque on it. It said, what it say, Made by Santa or Santa's it's Workshop? Santa's Workshop, yeah. So he offers that guy. That guy wanted, what, two grand or something for it? And then he goes, I'll give you $900. <laughs> that, that's not even half. I'll give you $900. <laughs> so, um, obviously, that guy took it because he had the bat, and then he puts it in uh, his little... Uh, collector's room with a bunch of other things, all everything bagged up. But he, yeah, he was buying a lot of uh, authentic uh, toys that were made uh, at Santa's workshop. So I don't really go into an explanation on that until uh, later on. But uh, uh, I liked, I like that. I mean, they really thought about this story. They didn't just want to have it be some assassin, no name assassin, go kill Santa Claus. I mean, there was plenty reasons. Uh, other than the kid's reason, Billy's reason for getting a lump of coal, uh, and then uh, the skinny man had his reasons for for what he was doing. I mean, in, in this, I mean, like we're like we're told, Santa Claus sees everything. He knows he knows when you've been good. He knows when you've been bad, and and all mm-hmm. that. So I, I like that. The other thing I liked about uh, the, this version of Santa, he knew everybody's name. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because go ahead. Oh, uh, are you talking about the scene in the bar? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He um, he goes to this bar when he comes into town because he has to you know check his PO box because uh, you know kids write Santa, and he always stops off at this bar and he's he's friends with the the bartender and she's uh, talking to one of the customers and they're talking about meeting up later and he's just staring at the guy and then as soon as she leaves to go in the back to do something he kind of scoops over and calls him out by his name because you know Santa knows everybody's name and he's asking how are the wife and kids and basically if I was you I would go home to my wife and to your wife and kids and uh that's basically how it is and you know he he knows everything santa knows your name and apparently he knows if you have a wife and kids to go home to yeah because he even said his wife's name because hey i was jessica doing (laughs) that guy was like what (laughs) that's what that was awesome i mean after that i mean later on when Santa's around other people. He was calling everyone out by their name. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. But um um so when we're back at the at Santa's workshop up in North Peak, Alaska is where they're at. Uh these these guys, these these guys in suits and, and a uh, army guy captain, they come up and they're explaining to him because when uh, Chris went into town to to get his mail, he got a check, and it was only half of what well, I guess what he usually gets. So I mean, these people, they I mean, they know they the they the military, and I don't know who these other people were. I assume they were working either for or with the military to. Um, help uh help them out with um i think there were maybe someone from the government to uh, 
to give him money to help. Well, I guess they basically they were paying Santa to be Santa to yeah. to, to help him uh, give uh, uh, buy the material to make the toys and, and everything and keep his workshop going. But the check that he got since Christmas hasn't been very good, uh, he was like, shit, this is only half of, of what you're supposed to pay me. Where's the rest of it? And they're like, well, that's all you're going to get now because Christmas is losing its spirit. So they go, so, but this is what we're going to do. And then and that's when the captain stepped in. They said, look, we need you guys. Uh, we need your workshop for two months. Uh, this is a job. Uh, you guys can do it because your workers are super fast, meaning the elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the elves can work hella fast because they can crank out toys basically for the whole world. So they go, okay, we're going to use your shop. And they they were going to make uh, some uh, some uh, components for the, the new jet fighter uh, for the military. I think it was like the F-29 or something like that. They set it on one of the boxes uh, when they were loading everything up into Santa's shop. And it goes, so we're going to come up here. Uh, you guys are going to build all these parts for us. And we're basically going to turn this into a little military uh, installation because there was military uh, other than the officers, a bunch of soldiers were around uh, protecting and everything because they said that there's got to be soldiers here 24 hours a day in the shop to protect mm-hmm. uh, what you guys are making. So. Santa was like, he was already backed into a corner. He was like, well, all right, man, we'll do it because they needed the money. So, like, all right, man, do what you got to do. So Santa kind of went into his workshop and made an announcement uh, to all his workers. This is when we see the elves. So <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was blown away. I mean, I loved it. Uh, it was awesome because when we see the elves, they're little, they're little people and uh, with with the pointy ears and everything, so mm-hmm. he he kind of comes in. Okay, guys, uh, uh, we we had a good year. We, we we do have time to to make toys, but uh, we're gonna be doing this for the military. So you can here's Captain whatever his name was, and Captain Jacobs. He's gonna be the one uh, running the show while we're doing this. So all right, let's let's just do what we got to do. And then uh, we'll continue business as usual. So yeah, it was uh, it was only a two year contract. Oh yeah, okay. What was I thinking? Two months. Um, it so might have been two months. What was it? Say? Uh, Chris Business sends Captain Jacobs to propose a two month contract for producing. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, two months. Uh, so they're like, all right. So they're going okay. So the military comes in. They start bringing in all their gear for the for the stuff for the elves to make. And they go, okay, we got to do some things. Everyone's got to have their hand scanned. Everyone's got to have a, uh, a ID badge with your name on it. And uh, we need to cut all the bells off your your little pointy shoes because it'll set off the metal, the, the metal detector. <laughs> I was like, weak. They show all the little elves putting their feet up and there's someone with scissors cutting off all the bells uh, off of their shoes. The thing that I thought uh, was going to happen is uh, there was going to be a revolt with the elves and not want to do this, but they were like, all right, whatever. I mean, they were just going with the flow. Yes. Yeah. Didn't want to argue, didn't want to question why we're doing this now. They just, all right, man, we're working, we're getting paid, let's do this. Because, I mean, one of the reasons why uh, Chris took on the contract, I mean, it, running his, work, his Santa's workshop is 
is basically a job for for the elves and he says i gotta pay my workers but with all the money you guys are giving me isn't enough so that's when he was like all right well we kind of have to uh do this military contract other than they were just gonna get it because the elves worked super fast so that's why uh they brought him up there to do it there was no really any explanation on exactly what part they were making that was just okay this is what you're supposed to do so while they were doing that <clears throat> all during this this is when um uh billy hires uh the skinny guy to go after sandy go look at me i got another mission for you um i want you to kill santa claus and he was kind of like wait what um he believed in santa because of all the the, the things he was collecting from people mm-hmm. but uh killing santa isn't as easy as it sounds Cause he was like he didn't know where to begin or where he lived because he he she got on he got on the phone the skinny guy got on the phone was talking to the operator like uh, uh and he was looking at maps and everything trying to find uh where santa lives he called him and goes yeah um I'm, anything up in the north pole is there any islands is there any uh, big towns up there uh and he was just talking to some lady on the phone and she was kind of like, well, there's this and there's that. And then he goes, well, I'm looking for Santa Claus. And then she hangs up the phone on him. He's like, fuck. So, (laughs) so the whole time he's uh, trying to just figure out uh, where Chris Kringle lives. So during that time, uh, Billy is, is doing what he's doing. He's actually, he actually stole money from his grandmother. I mean, this this is how bad this little fucker was. He took uh, some uh, were they like blank checks? Yeah, blank checks. <laughs> he took these blank checks and then he went into his room. Had this little, um, I assume it was like an iPad type of thing with a light uh, on it. So he uh, and he had a um, looks like a, a copy of whatever some kind of statement with his grandmother's signature on it. So he lit that up. He see it. He stuck the, the the check on top of it, so the light flashing through. He could see through the check and see uh, her signature. And he basically just traced uh, her signature. And that is how he how he was paying uh, the skinny man to do the job to go uh, kill Chris Kringle. So I thought that was cool. I mean, I, I liked that. I mean, that's how bad this kid was. He was other than he gets his way. He's a spoiled rich kid. Stealing from his his uh, sick grandma, <laughs> so uh, her name was uh, Anne Marie, and that's played by uh, Deborah Grover. Okay, so, uh, so because she's kind of like sick, because she's got oxygen uh, tubes in her nose and everything. She's not bedridden, but she's uh, just not feeling too good in the bed. So this kid, that's is his plot. This is the plan here. Go here's the money. Go kill Santa Claus. So this is when the scheme man was doing all his research and trying to figure out where where to start and, and how can I find him. Um, he No, but it was before he got to the mail. He um, was just kind of just thinking he was at, at a dead end and he didn't think he can get anywhere. He was watching something on TV or on his laptop and he noticed uh, Santa Claus getting letters. So he was like, fuck, all right, whatever. So he... he uh, found some postman uh, out delivering and he asked him hey where where do you guys send all the the mail that goes to Santa Claus it's supposed to go to the North Pole 
And that mailman was like, um, well, we usually get it all. Then we kind of take it to uh, wherever uh, and drop it off. And he goes in at the at another uh, downtown uh, mail uh, post office. And he goes, well, yeah, we put it all there. All those letters go there. And then I don't know what they do after that. So he's like, oh, OK, cool. Thanks. So, I mean, skinny guys trying to uh, erase his tracks. So what does he do? <laughs> takes out the <laughs> takes out the mail. Man. That, they don't show it. They just show him pull out his gun and point at him. And the next thing you know, we see the skinny man driving the mail truck. Uh, he goes to the post office downtown. I believe he talks to like the, the postmaster and uh, talks to him like, where, where do you guys send these letters? And they're like, Oh, well we send them up to North peak. And, uh, and he goes, well, do you have an address? He goes like, no, it's just a, a post office box. So he's like, all right. So he kind of figures that out. But, uh, Again, trying to erase his tracks, he ends up killed in the <laughs> the, uh, the postmaster, <laughs> which I thought was cool. Um, that this, there was a lot, lots of comedy in it to me because when it, when he was killing people, it was actually funny. Um, so he finally figures out uh, where he's gonna go, or at least get to the area where he thinks uh, Santa Claus is. So he kind of jumps in his car and makes his way through Canada and ends up in Alaska. So during while he's doing that, uh, Santa is still uh, trying to just figure out what they were going to do. The army and the elves are still building uh, the components for for the jet fighters. Um, Skinny man finally gets up uh, to North Peak. He goes to the post office uh, where the post office box was because that was the information he got from the postmaster. And he went in there and kind of was asking uh, the other postmaster that was working there. He was asking him, like, where, hey, um, I'm looking for a friend of mine. Um, he lives, this is his post office box, and I just want to know uh, if you know where he lives. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're like, Chris? And they're like, yeah, him. And he's like, uh, well, we don't we don't really know. He, just, he comes in here every other day to, to get his mail, and that's about as much as we know. Yeah, I think they say they don't even know his last name. Yeah, he was, they just knew him as Chris. I mean, again, this is a different Santa. He doesn't have the 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 rosy nose and the rosy cheeks. He just looks like a rugged old mountain man. Yeah, a, a, gr- <laughs> a grouchy Mel Gibson. Yeah, because he he was he was crabby through the whole thing. Um, so he's kind of like, oh, okay. So when he's leaving, a lady comes in. Because he's uh, del- trying to del- dropping off a, a letter or a package or something. It was the bartender. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they're like, oh, and he was like, um, hey, is he still driving that uh, that, that green Chevy? And uh, the bartender like, no, it's a red Ford. He went, yeah, that's it. So he's like, all right, I know what he drives. I know he's up here because these people see him. And he comes to the post office. They said like every other day. So now he's posted up outside. Yeah, full full stakeout because I mean he's eating, he's pissing in bottles and everything. Just a full stakeout going. <laughs> um, he goes to a uh, I don't know, one of those little not not a military, not a not a sporting. I guess it was a sporting goods store. He goes in there mm-hmm. and he's trying to buy some clothes to uh, help him. Basically, some winter wear, winter gear because it was snowing where they were. 
So he goes into there and he buys this uh, snazzy, all white, uh, big coat and pants, snow pants and everything and, and some uh, cross country skis. The only reason I know that is because the skis were really long. So he's sitting outside. He's got all his gear. He's waiting. He's waiting. And here comes Santa. He pulls up in a truck. He goes in, uh, gets his mail. He's all happy because he got that check, that military check. And it's like more than enough money. Uh, to keep uh, the shop going. So he's all super duper happy and friendly and everything. Even everybody in the post office are kind of like looking at him all weird because usually he comes in all mean and grumpy. So he's leaving. He goes outside to get in his truck. Uh, the skinny man is across the street in his car. Uh, I don't, during, this is all during broad daylight. And I don't know how nobody saw him, but he's pointing this big ass hunting rifle with a silencer <laughs> <laughs> out his window trying to take aim at Santa, but then this big semi gets in the way, so he's like, fuck, so he uh, Santa takes off, and then he ends up uh, following him all, all the way home so he's kind of like, alright so he knows the area where he lives, so he, he kind of gears up, and then he goes and gets all his gear, new gear he got and then he heads uh, into the woods towards uh, Santa's workshop uh, back at the back of the shop business as usual elves are doing what they got to do this is when they show the scene when they're all eating uh cakes and cookies and pies and everything and the military guy is talking to him um the elf that's uh the foreman he he goes his name is uh, elf seven (laughs) all the elves just had numbers (laughs) i liked that i thought that was cool i liked elf seven he was he was all about business he was about that this is what we need to do this is what we're gonna do and there ain't gonna be no fucking around. Cause yeah, that's when they said that when they had that conversation about that, that they need to eat better. And he said, no, we only get uh, 20, 20 minute naps and, and we're all good. Yeah, 20, 20 minute naps for like every eight hour shift. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but every time the elves were on screen, it was funny. I mean, especially number seven. He was, he was just strictly business. And then, and he was, it was always funny when, when, he was talking and everything. So, um, so here comes a skinny man. He is, uh, he, f- he finds a workshop. He's uh, lurking around and this is when he notices. Uh, he didn't know this. So all this military stuff was going on up there. But mm-hmm. when he, he looks in, isn't he sees the soldiers patrolling the area? Uh, he takes out the first two soldiers that are basically at the, I assume at the front gate. Because he um, he throws it or he slides one of his skis into it, and they kind of run around to see what it is, and then they both get taken out. Uh, so he makes his way past them, and then finally gets to to the workshop. Uh, the workshop is pretty much all out in the open, a big old giant bunker uh, type of thing for a, a building or barn thing for, for the military. Uh, also has uh, his reindeer and everything over there. So this is when he just starts taking out every soldier he can see. I love this from from this point. Well, I love the whole movie, but from this point yeah. on to the end was just <laughs> a just violent gun gun battle. <laughs> they got the they got the sirens blaring because there's, there's an intruder. Because <laughs> he, he took out, geez, like I don't know about eight military guys, soldiers that were walking around patrolling. Yeah. He was, oh. he, Go ahead. Real quick, we we kind of skipped over uh, the part where he gets Santa gets his kind of his Christmas spirit back because uh, Mrs. Claus gives him a bunch of uh, pictures of kids that were happy 
they had happy childhoods from getting Christmas gifts. Like if they got like a kitchen place that they grew up to be a chef or different things like that. And, uh, he goes out and does his deliveries and he comes back and that's when him and, uh, Mrs. Claus bang. Yeah. Cause she made this big blanket for him and he was all happy to see her. And other than he was happy that he got a big uh, yeah. check from the military. He wanted to test out the blanket. So he, yeah. So he beats it up and uh, they don't show it, but they show, they show the aftermath and they're laying there. Yeah. We, we didn't, naked. we didn't need to see it. No, I don't think I want to see old Santa Claus banging his wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and, uh, skinny man is just dusting every military guy in the way because he just lay with just uh, it was a bloodbath and this is all snow so there's blood in the snow and everyone's got bullet holes on him he finally makes it into the workshop uh, He after he kills uh, more soldiers that were guarding the door he kind of goes in and he's looking around he doesn't know, realize what's happening or what's going on in there he sees the elves so he's like fuck there's, there's elves he's never seen them before <laughs> this part was awesome right here. He uh he had these he, he had these little uh charges, little bombs that he made. He throws one into the into the workshop and he's like waiting for it to go off and it doesn't go off. And then he turns and looks at the door and there's an elf standing there holding it. And he goes, uh, hey little guy and then and that, the elf was like, Well, who are you? Um he goes, are you one of uh, Captain Jacobs' men? He goes, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm one of Captain Jacobs' men. And he goes, um, I don't think you want to hold that. I think you should put it down. And then he realized it was a bomb. He goes, uh, and he goes, I, th- I think you should just put that down. And uh, and then the elf looks at him. The elf knows what it is. So he goes, oh, well, why don't you give it to me? And then, like, with the quickness, within, like, half a second <laughs> this elf just takes that whole bomb apart pulls pulls the guts out and everything out of it so so it won't blow up I had to watch that scene a few times that was hell and, funny and it makes sense because they can build pretty much anything so of course they can take things apart he took it apart hella fast. It was just did, 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 done, and it was already in pieces. And then yeah, it's it's like those scenes you see when people like take guns apart super fast. It was it was like that. <laughs> he didn't even look at the thing. He was he was looking straight at the skinny man. Just, just, just took it apart, <laughs> and then he goes running. And then uh, this is when the skinny man runs in there, and it just starts lighting fools up. Uh, I was glad he didn't kill any of the elves because all the elves were. Everybody was screaming and running for their lives, but all the military guys that were in there, he, he was blasting and killing all of them. Uh, number seven makes it over to the to the little um, uh, little radio box type of thing, and he and he ra- he radios Santa, telling him we got a code yellow or or whatever he said. <laughs> and then so the, so Santa jumps up, pulls his pants on, uh, pulls out this box from under his bed. He's got a pistol and some kind of shotgun. In there, so he loads up, gets his clothes on, and then he heads for the shop. Uh, the elves are basically running for their lives, and they're they're just trying to hide. Um, I was kind of glad that uh, he didn't he didn't because there was bullet fire going everywhere. Because other than the skinny man was firing, the the soldiers were shooting at him as well. Even Captain Jacobs got in on the action. He was out there uh, firing away at the skinny guy. I mean, the skinny guy he had. Uh, some high-powered rifle with a silencer on it. So, he, but he was just letting fools have it. He was just laying them down, uh, left and right. Elves are all running for their lives. 
uh, they kind of made it into uh, this safe part of the workshop uh, and there was a metal door so they, they locked it and hid in there number seven is by uh, uh, Captain Jacobs and he's like come on come on let's go so but that's when uh, the elf uh, called Santa set off the alarm uh, and everything but everybody was running for their lives mm-hmm. so he he kind of get elf seven gets away Captain Jacobs they're, they're like kind of running outside and then he and he ends up getting dusted uh, by the skinny guy he's running and he takes a few shots to the back uh, so he goes down so the skinny man kind of runs outside and he's standing there and uh, he's firing at uh, more soldiers and then he hears hey and then you look up and you see Santa standing on top of the hill and he's looking at him and then uh, he walks he starts walking towards him and then he looks at him and this is when uh, Santa Claus uh, calls the skinny man uh, out, uh, um, calls him out by name and uh what the hell was his name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan Miller. Yeah, <laughs> he call, he calls him Jonathan Miller, and he goes, "I know you had a, a, a basically a, a not a good life." <laughs> so, because I mean, again, Santa could see uh, see everything. So, mm-hmm. so they're standing there staring at each other, and then uh, the skinny man pulls out this little uh, uh, Hot Wheel, it's like a police car. And uh, tell him, he goes, this is all you, this is the last thing you gave me. And then that that, that was a lot of, uh, of the reason why he probably took this job is the, the frustration that uh, uh, Santa. Yeah, and Santa, Santa tells him, like, the one thing he couldn't do was give him new parents. Yeah, because he said, he goes, I can do pretty much everything but that. So he, I mean, uh, skinny man was just mad. So he's like, "Fuck it!" And then he just pulls out his rifle and just starts firing at Santa. Santa pulls out his sidearm. He's letting off rounds, shooting at him. Uh, they end up ducking behind uh, this big wood pile and having like like a gunfight. Santa Claus is hiding behind a car uh, up on the hill, so they're they're just both shooting back and forth at each other. So. Uh, Santa was waiting for the skinny guy to, to reload because he kind of bends down and starts reloading. Santa hauls ass, runs down towards him and hides. Uh, they're hiding behind. Super Dave. fast. Yeah, he was. They were hiding behind uh, a big uh, wood piles, uh, chopped up wood, uh, big wood stacks. They were hiding behind those. So they were looking and so they were kind of creeping around each other. And Santa runs and uh, hits the skinny guy uh, in the face with a, a, a log. And then they kind of get into a, a battle. Um, what did he say to him right here? I don't remember. Because they were talking uh, for a minute. He, I, I cannot remember. He, I, I know what you're talking about. Right before they, they come around the side of the wood pile. He, I can't remember what he says. Yeah, because um, then they uh, they start getting into a fight. So they're they're kind of roughing each other up. But it says right here, Chris faces off against Miller. And uh, gains the upper hand, but Miller first wounds Chris with a leg-mounted uh, spring blade there, and then shoots him. Oh, okay, wait, let me, let me hold up right there. Uh, he's got, uh, the skinny man's got some kind of um, uh, blade, kind of like a bayonet blade in his, um, he, he made this little contraption to where it was on, on his foot or on his leg. So when the... Uh, 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 Santa Claus and the skinny man were fighting. He uh, lets out that blade, and uh, well, basically, he 
took the he took both of his guns. Santa Claus took both of both of the skinny man's guns, mm-hmm. uh, his rifle, his pistol, and he kind of throws it away. And uh, they're kind of like talking to him. And uh, Chris, uh, Santa Claus is basically just ringing him out. And then uh, the skinny guy, he lets off. Uh, he opens or uh, he makes that blade pop out. And then he stabs Santa on the side. Santa, uh, he falls down for a minute. He's like, fuck. And then he uh, stabs him in the back. And it goes like all the way through him, basically. From the back and it comes out. Uh, big, This big, huge, long blade. And it comes out out of the front of him. So he's like, ah, oh, fuck. So he kind of falls down to the ground. Uh, the skinny man gets up and uh, he grabs his uh, he grabs his gun that, that uh, Santa threw away. And then he just kind of holds a gun on him and looks at him and shoots him in the head. Was and, not expecting that. I wasn't either. I was like, oh, fuck. Because when he shoots him, he like gets him right in the eye. And you just see blood go out of the back of his head. And uh, just sprays the ground with with blood. Yeah, I, I wasn't ready for that. That was <laughs> that was a little much right there. I mean, that was enough getting uh, the uh, the blade to the back and coming all the way through him. And because uh, it says, yeah, Chris with the leg mounted spring spring blade, and then shoots uh, Santa in the eye, apparently killing him. Uh, Ruth intervenes, uh, Mrs. Claus, and uh, she's uh, shooting at uh, at the skinny man. And then she kind of runs up on him and then uh, shoots him. Did she shoot him in the head? Yeah, the last time. Oh, because uh, when, when she started letting off shots, he he started shooting back at her. He yeah. uh, shot her a few times. Yeah, he got her a couple times in the back. Yeah, and then... Um, did she shoot him outside or in the house? Oh, in the house. Because yeah. he she she runs off and that's when he hit he shot her a few times in the back, and then she she rolls into the house. He goes into the house, and then he's kind of looking around, and uh, when when she turns, they were in the kitchen, and then she just mm-hmm. came out of nowhere and shot him. Right? Yeah, and I, I wasn't expecting that either. <laughs> yeah, because it says backtracking Miller's uh, Simon. He and Ruth pay a visit. No, no, wait a minute. Uh, where am I? Uh, Ruth intervenes and shoots Miller dead. And because he is essentially immortal, Chris recovers. Uh, I'm just jumping ahead, everyone. So anyway, so the skinny man follows uh, uh, Ruth into the house. She ends up uh, blasting him uh, with a gun and then and kills him. Did she shoot him in the head or just shot him up? Uh, I, I want to say she shot him in the head because there was a lot of blood on the ground. Ooh. Because I know she hit him in the neck. Because when he fell on on the floor on the neck, blood was just squirting out all over the floor. So uh, he's dead. And then she runs outside. Yeah. And uh, she she runs over uh, to her husband and she's holding him. This is when all the elves uh, come running out of hiding and they're like fuck. And uh, they're all crying. She's crying because he's laying there dead. But then all of a sudden she's like, "Come on, come on, you're all right, you're all right." And then he like kind of <gasps> takes a deep breath and, and starts coughing. And so she's all happy that, that he's still alive. Uh, again, this is Santa Claus and he's got magic, magic uh, Wolverine healing ability. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, there was one thing that we skipped. Um, this there when the military first got there, they were unloading all their gear and everything. And uh, this forklift dropped uh, this big, these big wood crates 
and uh, these military soldiers were, were trying to pick it up, but they couldn't. But then uh, Santa Claus comes over here, hold this, gives him his uh, his cup of coffee. Then he just ah, he flips it over. So uh, this Santa Claus got superhuman strength, super strength, super speed, and can heal like Wolverine and is good with weapons. And then we we didn't even mention the scene when he was uh, hitting the heavy bag with the with the boxing gloves. So so he, he's got a little bit of hands too. That made me think. Um... If they do a Lethal Weapon 5, yeah, he's older. He's much older. Uh, Martin Riggs. I can't see Danny Glover doing it. Yeah, he he's the question. I mean, if they do do it, maybe Danny Glover's son is a cop now and something happens to him and then maybe those two come out of retirement to try to... to to avenge his son or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only way I can think of, of it. Maybe work. maybe the movie will be Danny Glover is retired, but Riggs is not. And he his final year, that's when he, he partners with the son. Yeah, I think, I mean, Martin Riggs got to at least be captain again uh, by this time. Yeah, he probably was demoted again. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't, if they make it, yes, we'll see it and we'll be here talking about it. But if they don't, uh, okay. Did you ever watch that show, the TV show that's on? Yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I just wish they would have called it something else than Lethal Weapon. Then Is it I done? Been... Is it done or? I think so. I haven't heard it. I haven't finished it, but I haven't heard anything about it. I know the guy that played Riggs got replaced because I heard he was not fun to work with on set. So, uh, all right, <laughs> yeah, I replaced, still replaced him with Stifler. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, I still want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. So, uh, we Santa Claus is alive. So, kind of flash forward. Uh, we go to uh, Billy's house. Uh, Billy is uh, uh, in his room, and uh, no, we we see his grandmother. She's on the phone talking about what? Where's all this money going to? Who who's who's forging my name? So Billy's hearing all this, and he's like, "Whoa, okay, whatever." So he kind of while his grandma is, is on the phone, he runs in there and grabs uh, one of her little pill bottles because she's got like a hundred of them on her nightstand, and he runs into his room. He realizes that is why his grandma is looking uh, for the money that he basically stole to give to the skinny man. So he's like taking these pills apart, like little capsules, and then dumping them into onto a piece of paper, and he poured it in her milk. Um, I can't remember what uh, they said it was, but it, it was because uh, when Santa Claus comes in, he 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 drinks the milk, and he's like, ah, oh, fentanyl. That would have did the trick. <laughs> yeah. So because yeah, when he uh, someone comes knocking on the door and uh, the I assume she was the maid she opens up and looks and then uh, she's knocking on the door hey Billy uh, someone's here to see you and he goes, I told you not to leave I told you to leave me alone don't bother me and then the door opens and here comes uh, Ruth uh, Mrs. Claus she's standing there talking to him basically telling him you're, you've been a bad boy and uh, you're about to get something and then in walks Santa Claus <laughs> Which I thought was like, ah, oh, I was actually kind of happy. I mean, I knew he was hurt and everything, but he comes walking in. He's got a big eye patch on. That's all. That's all bloody. <laughs> so uh, 
uh, Santa Claus kind of sits down and, and goes over uh, Billy's talking about this. Yeah, he drinks the milk and uh, says the fentanyl. Which, yeah, that, which I have questions. I was like, is that one of your powers? You just know drugs, or have you done drugs? I he Santa Claus. He knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> if he can know everybody's name in the world, even when he first meets them, I'm sure he can. Uh, he knows what that drug is. Uh, I figured it would have helped him, if anything, uh, for his injury. So he basically, um, shit, what did he tell him? Um, okay, what does it say? Chris, okay, backtracking Mills' assignment, he and Ruth pay a visit to Billy, warning him that from now on, Chris will come in, come for him and any other kids if they ever turn against uh, the fellow human beings again. Yeah, basically tell him that, look, man, if you're not going to be a good kid, man, I'm going to come here. And uh, he didn't say this in so many words, but basically I'm going to come in and kill you. <laughs> so uh, so I thought that was cool. I, this was It was like a perfect ending. I mean, basically Santa came in and scolded him and mm-hmm. tell him that you, you better live your life good and clean yourself up or, or your ass out. So it's... Then it says afterwards, Chris, Ruth, and the Elf crew start rebuilding their workshop and uh, with, with renewed confidence. Yeah, we go back to the North Pole. We see uh, Santa standing there uh, with Mythos Claws, and we're, he's with Elf Seven. And you see that all the elves are hard at work, and they're rebuilding uh, the Santa's um, workshop. Um, this was something we missed. Uh, when, right when the Skinny Man, before he came, when he came out. He had another bomb and he threw it into the Santa's workshop and, and blew it all to hell. Uh, it didn't blow it completely up; kind of just blew basically the front door off and probably some of the roofing. So, yeah, this is when we're at the end is when the, all the elves are, are are fixing up the shop and everything. And Santa, happy ending for them. He's all good. He's still alive. He's got a hole in his head and his eyes missing, but uh, <laughs> he's all good. Because he told Billy, "Look, man, I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna keep my eye on you." As he's standing there, because when he's standing there talking to Billy, he starts taking off the bandage, and then he's standing there staring at him, and then Billy looks over, and he's like looking away, and the Santa goes, look at me. (laughs) So that's what he's standing there staring at him. Then they show uh, Santa Claus, and his eye's gone, but there's like a big hole, bloody hole right there, so... And that's pretty much the end of your film. We're back up at the North Pole, business as usual, and everyone lives happily ever after. Uh, except for all the military soldiers that got killed. There must have been about 20 of them that were dead. And uh, Skinny Man's dead, too. But that was your movie. What all do you right. rate it? I'm giving this a 10. I loved everything about it. There wasn't one thing that uh, that made me question it or uh, no, no nitpicks or anything. I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, maybe the little explanation on why uh, the Skinny Man... Uh, was was collecting all the toys, but they did explain it though. He was just uh, sore at, at Santa. I mean, but yeah. then again, it was his fault. I mean, he he chose a life of crime, and that's why. And to be bad, that's why he got lumps of coal. So, but what do you think of this? Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine point five. I can't give it a ten because of that little reason. I would a lot a little bit more explanation, a little bit more backstory on the skinny man. But I had fun awesome film everybody did great in it the action was good I need a sequel and I need a sequel with Billy coming back except for one hitman he assembles a whole team to come after Santa Claus that's what I want to see in the sequel 
what I wanted in this would have probably made it a my score higher than it is. I was hoping that, uh, or maybe Elf Seven, or maybe one of the elves would have picked up one of the guns that was laying around and started firing at the skinny man. Yeah, you can do that in the sequel if you got a whole team coming after uh, Santa Claus. You can you can have him assemble his squad. You get Elf Seven and I don't know Elf whatever and. Ruth, Mrs. Claus can join in. <laughs> I mean, there was guns laying everywhere because the skinny man was dropping those soldiers left and right. So there was uh, fully automatic rifles <laughs> laying on the ground for anyone to grab. I was hoping at least Elf 7 would have grabbed one and uh, started letting off some rounds because he was next to Captain Jacobs when he got shot. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, this movie was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I mean, it was uh, a total shocker, too. I did not think it was going to be this good. I thought it was just going to be, okay, that was cool. Nice little action flick. I mean, there wasn't really much action until the end, but... Mm -hmm. It was a a nice build-up to it, though. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't two hours like every other movie that didn't need to be that long, so... yeah. The movie was it was well paced. It, mm-hmm. it kept your attention and it moved along. It didn't it didn't slow down to make you kind of like bored. I mean, I never I was watching it on my phone, but I mean, even if I was sitting at home watching it on TV, I don't think I would have touched my phone because I I was so into the story. Now, again, this is a totally different um, Santa Claus, and uh, it was cool. I liked what they were what they were doing in this. So, man, I just. Yeah, I got to give it a 10. I mean, I loved everything about it. Um, Probably make my top 10. And uh, Yeah. They're, uh, I know we didn't go to the movies very much. Um, went to the theater a couple times before everything went to hell. But as far as uh, the movies have been dropping on all these streaming sites, this is definitely one uh, I think you guys should uh, check out. Uh, you can rent it on um, Amazon. I think it was like six ninety nine or something like that. But I mean, it's definitely worth that um, yeah. or other means. And yeah. uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely getting picked up on Blu-ray. Oh hell yeah! I can't wait for this to come out. Uh, like I said earlier, this is definitely going to get uh, uh, its love every year, every time this year to watch this film. Um, I want my wife to see it. I was telling her and my son. My son, he basically watches everything. Hey, let's watch this. All right. So, <laughs> but yeah, Fat Man, everyone. Um, Mel Gibson. The, the, this movie was awesome. Um, yeah. Would it be on one of my favorite Mel Gibson films? Hmm, yeah, I would say. I mean, other than the Mad Max movies and the Lethal Weapon films. Well, speaking of Lethal Weapon over the next couple of weeks, we're going to keep this Mel Gibson train going. We're going to do the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Lethal Weapon series because the first one is a Christmas movie. Of course. So, all right, man. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, it made me want <laughs> to yeah. watch. I, I watch Lethal Weapon uh, every holiday season anyway, as well as Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, already if, co- we already covered Die Hard 3 so. yeah. and if anybody don't 
own Lethal Weapon and they have HBO Max, the entire series is on there. Yeah, so feel free to watch all those and uh, listen uh, listen to us break them all down. Um, I think the third one was my least favorite. I don't know what it was. I think that was the only, that was the one, the only one I didn't see in the theater. But uh, we'll get into more with it when we get to that film. But um, Fat Man, uh, I loved. What does this say on the poster? Fat Man, tis the season to get even. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Tell everybody what you guys got coming up on your side. All right, everyone. Skaterness Podcast Network. Uh, E-Society, we haven't done our 200th episode yet. Um, just things weren't uh, working out for us uh, this this week. So, but um, We did drop a... Uh, Brian and I, we did uh, ESP Rewind. We did uh, the Nicholas uh, uh, Joel Schumacher film. 1999 Joel Schumacher film, uh, 8mm. Uh, definitely go back uh, and listen to that if you guys haven't mm-hmm. listened to it yet. Uh, but everyone that did listen to it, thank you so much. And I just dropped... Uh, what's today? Today's the third... Um, December 1st, I just dropped uh, episode uh, 126 of the MacNez podcast, and I am joined by uh, the host of uh, Native Film Talk podcast, uh, Ian Allison. Uh, we had a good conversation talking about his show and just talking about uh, other things. Um, he's the same tribe as me. Uh, he's from the Navajo Nation. Uh, he was born and raised there. I'm straight out of Oaktown, but I still represent uh, the Navajo Nation. Um, but yeah, it was a good conversation uh, for him and I to uh, just talk about uh, this and that as well as this show. Definitely listen to uh, Native Film Talk. Uh, if you guys uh, listen to the episode um, down in the show notes, I got all his stuff where you can find him. Uh, his website, his Facebook uh, page, uh, his YouTube channel, uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Native Film Talk. You can follow him there. Um uh, but coming up uh, within the next day or so, I got episode 127 of the MacNess podcast, and I'm going to be talking to. Ooh, the heck's his name? The the host for uh, uh, Skoden Cinema. Uh, sorry, brother, I already forgot your name. I want to say Tyler Randall uh, is, is his name. Let me. Yeah, Tyler Randall, uh, the host of uh, Skoden Cinema. Uh, I did an interview with him. Uh, it's all ready to go. I just got to upload it, everyone. So, but uh, that'll be happening in the next couple of days. Hopefully, the Zisu and I can sit down and uh, knock out our 200th episode uh, over there. Uh, yes, I'm going to be talking about this film, but I'll give him a little short uh, review for it because I'm going to tell everyone to go listen to this episode uh, where we really break down the whole movie for you. Spoilers and all, everyone. So, but yeah. Uh, as far as what's going on with us, that is it. Uh, over on the Horror Returns, uh, the next couple weeks, we got a Patreon pick episode. Uh, the first one is going to be, what are we reviewing? The Blob, the 1988 version. They Live, John Carpenter's They Live, and 1993's Freaked, starring Alex Winter. Uh, of course, you can still listen to the Action Returns episode we did on jujitsu. Hear our feelings about that. 
THR presents Stream Fiends. Uh, episode two is out. Uh, Blood for Dracula. Andy Warhol's Blood for Dracula. Can you hear what we really thought about that one? And uh, of course, we got the Lethal Weapon uh, franchise coming up on Action Returns. And um, yeah, that's pretty much all we got coming up. Uh, anything else? No, man, that's it. Um, thanks everyone for listening. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Took a drink and went down the wrong pipe. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening. And <coughs> sorry. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, good night, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> All right, real podcasting, y'all. Uh, and until uh, the next time, everybody stay safe, wear your mask, and be good to each other.